Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the restoration. I'm your host, Stephen Pinecker. So, you know, folks, uh, throughout the time that I've been engaging the restoration, I've been able to run into so many interesting people. So last June, when I was at the Mormon History Association, I ran into th to this wonderful person um, who was kind of an outsider like me. Uh, of course, here I am, an evangelical at the Mormon History Association, probably the only one there. And then I run into somebody who is a Mennonite. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So we had this really cool conversation. Um, and she turns out that she is an author. She's a professor, uh, just became an assistant professor. And uh, a few weeks later, she sends me an email and she asked, would you be uh, willing or interested in having me on your program as a guest? And I remember at the time I was like, oh, she's a millennial. And, I haven't really talked to millennials and I'm kind of like, am I going to mess up this interview? And it turned out to be such a wonderful time that we had. And I really enjoyed uh, this author. Um, her name is Rebecca Jansen and she wrote a book called Liminal Sovereignty, Mennonites and Mormons in Mexican Culture. Now this is kind of an interesting book, right? Because we're talking about Mennonites and we're talking about Mormons and we're talking about Mexico, the three M's if you will. And it's an intriguing story. Now, first of all, as you, we all know, Many of the Mormons uh, fled to Mexico as well as into Canada uh, so because of the uh, polygamy was made illegal, uh, technically, in 1890 with the proclamation. Uh, of course, technically, it wasn't really stomped out until 1905. But many people went to Mexico to settle these colonies so they continued to practice the principle. Matter of fact, Brigham Young's own son would uh, organize these convoys and they'd advertise it in the paper saying, OK, let's go down to Mexico and let's get married. And this was after the manifesto was passed. So they were very openly still doing this after the post-manifesto 1890. So here you have this flood of people moving into Mexico. And um, they're told very clearly, as a matter of fact, I have had a, uh, a great grandson of one of the uh, apostles who was doing baptisms there. And he made it very clear to them that this is an eternal principle that is going to continue no matter what. So that's why many people within the fundamentalist uh, communities continue to practice the, plur the, the practice this principle because they believe it's eternal. So here you have all these, these people moving into Mexico and they're establishing these colonies. And they're uh, they're practicing uh, plural marriage, and you have people coming down, and then they're moving back up. You know, they get married, and then they come back up, and they get sealed, and everything like that. And you have this community that's created, and it's a really fascinating story. And part of the reason why a lot of people don't know a lot about it is because it's kind of uncomfortable to think that polygamy was being practiced after the 1890 manifesto. And so, but that that is the reality. Now, what happens is we have the Mexican Civil War at Pancho Villa. Villa. Sorry, I'm bad with my Spanish pronunciation sometimes. And so many um, Mormons actually fled uh, Mexico and went back to the United States because they were kind of forced out of their homes. Um, and then once things kind of settled a little bit, uh, they started coming back. Well, around this time that the you have these colonies, and not everybody left, but some, but many of them came back. And then you also have this influx of Mennonites who make their way into Mexico around this time. Around, I think around the 1920s. And so what Rebecca does is she created this book. See, Rebecca, like I said before, is, is a Mennonite. And she's fascinated by these uh, Mennonite colonies and these Mexican colonies that were created. So here she is, a great story. And I, I think it's so cool that it wasn't just about Mennonites and it wasn't just about Mormons. It was about these cultures that are generally, you know, Europe, uh, white European, you know, type kind of people settling in these lands. And then Again, lands, right? 
See, this is the other thing that talk, the book talks about, is the idea of who owns the land. Uh, these are called colonies, uh, colonizers, right? And do they have a right to this land? So that's one of the things that this book grapples with as well. And so now we know that there are many uh, well-known uh, Mormon groups uh, in Mexico that still practice plural marriage. Uh, there was actually a group that broke off in the 1940s. Uh, that's it's a major, then uh, this is more indigenous people uh, that broke off and they, they have a pretty big colony in Mexico. And then we have uh, like the LeBaron clan. Now it's so interesting because the LeBaron clan here in America is viewed as this pretty bad group of people. But in Mexico, they're actually treated with sympathy. Of course, a few years ago, remember that family that was massacred by the drug cartels, they were LeBarons. So they actually have a lot of sympathy. And that's the other thing that uh, Rebecca does is she then talks about how Mexicans view Mormons and Mennonites within their cultural context. So she talks about some television programs that were real popular where the Mennonites are actually kind of portrayed as being like gangsters, like, like gangsta, like really cool. You know, like we don't think of Mennonites as being gangsters, uh, but there they're kind of viewed that way. So like, that's pretty cool. And then uh, we also talk about how, like I said, the drug cartels. So what you have, are you have these communities that are formed and they, they're pretty cohesive. Uh, but the, sometimes they do battle with the drug cartels. Um, now let's just talk a little bit about Mennonites. Now, just so you know, the Mennonite tradition comes from uh, the Anabaptist movement uh, that started in Europe. And uh, there was this gentleman uh, from the Netherlands called Minos Simmons. And they essentially decided to start like a, a, like a separatist church that, like I said, Anabaptist. What's an Anabaptist? Well, they believed in, uh, in practicing adult believers' baptism. And, uh, and then, of course, the Amish came out of the Mennonites. Okay, so they actually are connected to each other. So Mino Simmons started this group, and then many of these people got into farming. That's primarily what they're known for. And they settled in the United States, and then they've made their way into Canada. They have colony, you know, groups out there. And then we also have in Mexico, and also now they're going into Central and South America. So there are Mennonite colonies throughout the Americas. And uh, so it's just a fascinating story. And, you know, like, that's one of the things I like to do with this channel is I like to talk about the intersection of our world. So the Mennonites would be considered, you know, I guess, well, they're Anabaptists. Some would say they're Protestant, uh, but they're, it's kind of a separate tradition. But many Mennonites would be considered also evangelical. Uh, but like, then there are some Mennonites that would be considered to be progressive. Uh, they've embraced the idea of, you know, because the, they are peace churches, they don't believe in war. And so some of them become very progressive. Others have become very evangelical. So interesting, right? What we see with the mainline denominations where some are evangelical and, and others have gone in a progressive direction. So it's a s similar thing. So there's so many cool things in this book. First of all, we have photographs of dead Mennonites. Why is that, right? Um, we have these wonderful stories of interactions between Mennonites and Mormons. Not a whole lot, but a little. And uh, it actually ends with a beautiful story uh, that I think is really cool. Um, so, you know, I think this is a great book. I think if people want to know about the colonization of Mexico in the context of these colonies that were formed by the Mennonites and by the Mormons, this would be a great place to start. Um, and also, you know, we live in this world where we're talking about these issues of race and whose land is it, indigenous rights, and, uh, you know, so this is a good, uh, this might be a good, good conversation starter as well. So let me give you my official book review. Liminal Sovereignty, Mennonites and Mormons in Mexico, Mexican Culture by Rebecca Jansen. The story of Mormonism in Mexico is truly fascinating. From colonization to expulsion to polygamy and the drug wars with the cartels, it is an undertold story. Liminal Sovereignty is a great resource to catch a glimpse of this world. 
The way that Mormons and Mennonites are viewed in the Mexican culture can be very revealing. Although these books spend more time on the Mennonites, I still recommend that it be included in your library of all things restoration. I give it five out of five stars. So I just want to remind you to like and subscribe, and don't forget to hit the notification button to be informed when the new video comes out. Uh, Anthony and I are working, Anthony especially, is working on putting out our podcasts, and so you can catch us on like Apple and Google uh, and, and, any, and other platforms as well where you can listen to the audio of my book reviews as well as interviews as well. Uh, you can reach me at uh, mormonbookreviews at gmail.com. Uh, and don't forget, folks, we have a Patreon page. So if you want to support us in like denominations of $5, 10 and $15, um, I would be greatly appreciated because it goes towards uh, travel expense. So I can go and talk and, you know, do one-on-one -on -one interviews, but also equipment upgrades as well. And, uh, and I want to just thank everybody for all the support, the Patreons who are supporting me. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. And I just want to thank all my viewers and subscribers. All the feedback I've been getting has just been tremendous. And so I just want to, you know, you guys are really blessing me. You're all awesome. I love you all. And you have yourself a great day.